welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. My name is Molly Silver, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Keely and Georgia, and my co-hosts this week, I think that we're all feeling the same. We just wish we could be on a dance floor or at a festival, listening specifically, as you said in our group message today, Georgia, to Inner Bloom. By Rufus. How are we, girls? How are we surviving? I mean, well, G's, uh, G, fine. G's surviving. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm surviving. Yeah. Yeah. Howdy, howdy. Oh. Howdy, howdy. Let's get ready. <laughs> howdy, howdy. <laughs> um, I think, like, we don't want to talk too much about the COVID stuff because um, it's weighing a bit heavy on our noggins. Um, and you can probably hear we have a little bit of a guest <laughs> um, coming in. To kick off our show. So let's get into that first segment. Feedback feels with Keels. Thanks, Molly. Um, before we get into the guests that we have here today, I just got, he's laughing at me already. Um, I've got two quick things. Um, one from my lovely friend Dylan Wells, who lives in Penrith. And after my shout out to Penrith last week, sent me a message <laughs> saying, on behalf of Penrith, thanks for the shout out. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, that's what I'm here for, just helping mates out. And we had another funny feedback to you, Marley, about me, though, uh-huh. um, from your friend Kieran. Uh, and he said, Keely, the other week, with the Tour de France crash was a send, which I'm assuming means funny. Okay. Yeah. So thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, and lastly, we're just going to chat about the pyramid that we had. Um, a lot of laughs. You had a few replies on the stories, didn't you? Yeah, 100%. For those who missed it, go and check out on our IGTV right now on Instagram, um, Keely's first official Chicks and Balls pyramid of this <laughs> particular lockdown. I thought it was a great laugh. Oh, thanks. And in honour of that, um, we actually have the inaugural top of the pyramid on um, Harry Grant. How are you feeling? I'm sure this is your greatest achievement. Ah. Uh. Maybe not greatest, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's up there. Yeah. Surely you're proud. Yeah. Oh, I'm proud, but it's good to, you know, be acknowledged for all the hard work you do around the house. But pyramid or no pyramid, you know, that's just a bit of an insight into every day <laughs> the life of Harry Grant. And oh, keep that I didn't that just do arrest. it for the pyramid. You know, the pyramid came came after. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. Me and G just hold down the fort. Don't know what Cooper does, so. Yeah. Yeah, which is just facts, isn't it? You were you were pretty low too, Keely. Yeah, I was being honest with myself. I didn't deserve higher. I'll work on it this week. What are you doing to maintain that yeah, position yeah. this week, Harry? Uh, what am I doing? Just I'm just doing the normal, like you know, the high standard that you've already set for yourself. Doing whatever I have to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This just feels like a okay. normal this is, couch it, talk at George's and very like you know. <laughs> The mundane COVID. Let's get into combos. origin. Yes. yes. That's what we wanted to get into. So, all right, we want your predictions. Who's going to win? What's the score? First try scorer, hit us, go. Oh, I'm not allowed to disclose that information. Oh, what? Inside of what trading. You're going you're gonna to predict it, are you? I know who's going to score the first try. Oh, what? How do you know? Wild. <laughs> are you saying it's a conspiracy? It's planned. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, is this Queenslander. Is first, yeah. Queenslander. Can you actually say probably. Like with um, a bit of passion? Queenlander. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Queenlander. 
Um, Queensland. All right, let's go. 22-16. Yeah. First try. Money Munster. Okay. Ooh. It's either Money Munster or the Hammer. Yeah. Ooh, it's lightning. Yeah. It's lightning. He's very lightning. fast. Lightning McQueen. Best on ground? Best on ground, Money Munster. He's gonna <laughs> so turn you're it backing on. him in for a good one. Yeah, he's going to turn it on. Yeah, no, It's like so. inside so information. Actually, he's in dry July at the moment, so it's probably not going to do any well because he usually <laughs> plays best when he's... He needs to be on a bender. Either hungover or just training shit because he's, <laughs> he's hungover. <laughs> Imagine that. So Imagine weird. being like, able to train hungover. It's good when Munster trains shit. That's weird. It's good at training when Munster trains shit because you know he's going to play well. Is he like the Rodman? He's it's like, it's like, Rodman vibes. Like, he just know, rogue just human. has to do what he has to do. And then he plays good. Yeah, he's just... He wishes he was as cool as Rodman. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for that insight, Harry Grant. Um, I think I'm going to knock you off the top of the pyramid this week. I probably shouldn't have said that out loud because Keely's sitting next to me and she's the adjudicator. Hey, Marley, just don't put the pyramid at the uh, front of your mind. Just... Just, just do it for yourself. Do it for your, for your family around you, and you know things will things will look up. But okay, wise words. It's not about the pyramid. No. Do you have um, any advice pyramid. for everyone else below you? They're not. They're not below me. They're oh. beside me. Oh my Get god! Out. Oh, you can leave. Get out. Thanks, guys. Thanks, See you, Harry. Oh my. Good. Bye. <laughs> On the back of that, just while I finished feedback fields. Um, we have Danny Davis, a dear friend of mine, who's going. Who said she was going to watch out like a hawk all over Instagram and give me feedback this week? So, for the pyramid, for the pyramid this Wally. week. Yeah. Anyway, right. moving on. That's all. You the real MVP. Now we get into a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we all award someone or something our own personal MVP title for something that they've done that's brought us a bit of joy. And joy is what we need at the moment for our morale to pump us up. Keely. Oh, honestly, you're not wrong. I, I'm not wrong. And very rarely no, okay. am I wrong. Yeah. Um, Keely, I would like to start with your MVP because it is so heartwarming and it makes me happy. It's really fun. Okay. My MVP is a Bristol City football club. Uh, they release their home kit launch. And um, another shout out to Dylan Wells because he actually tagged me in this and said, this would be good for the podcast. Um, and there's lots of doggos wearing jerseys. Oh, my gosh. There's a video. And then there's like photos that are after the post. Go onto Bristol City um, Football Club Instagram and scroll down and have a look. It is adorable. There's like a Labrador and a pug, but they're all wearing um, their new home kit, which is like... Super fun, but the dogs are better. Dogs are the best. MVPs. We love dogs, if you haven't realised. Um, yeah. Can we have more dog content in sporting kits? That would be a cool <gasps> thing to start. Like that people, would be. show us your dogs in a jersey. Yeah, we should do that. We should put that to the, the crowd. Yeah, right. If you have a cute doggo and you can dress it in some footy gear. No, Any sorry, kind uniform. Of I should have said that was really bad yeah, for me. that's all right. Any sporting gear, please do that and send photos. And we'll, we'll do a collage. And we'll post it. And yeah. it'll be so fun. Morale. That's Our dog has worn an origin jersey before. We'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. It's obviously Tuesday. Tomorrow's our June. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia, who is your MVP? My MVP is Zalia. I'm going to butcher this, but Avantgarde, who is a basketball prodigy. She is a three times Guinness World Record holder for dribbling multiple basketballs at one time. But that's not why she's my MVP. She is my MVP because she won the Scripps National Spelling Bee 
this week just gone by. She is the second ever black champion, first in 23 years. And she just said it was never something she saw growing up for people from her community. So she was so excited to get involved and to take out the championship. And it has just popped off on social media, which I love. Absolutely. Everyone's getting around it. She's phenomenal. I'm a big fan. And her winning word was Maria, which is a type of Australian tree, which is so cool. Also, have you actually watched the clip? I love when they ask questions, like to get more specific. And she asked about Bill Murray. I was like, oh, I love her already. (laughs) Oh, and I love her twirls she she did when she like won. And oh, so good. Just stunning. But then, yeah, like the footage coming out of her on the basketball court, man, she is a gun. Talk about multi-talented. I think, yeah, I won a spelling bee competition (sighs) once. I knew you were going to bring that up. Just a fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was really cool at school. Uh, Woo! We're really, okay, we're really losing the plot. Okay, lockdown is very much getting to us. It's hard, but it's fine. My MVP and something that brought me a great bit of joy. I'm second. I'm second ending this. Yeah, yeah we all enjoyed this. It's just, just the best it. ever. <laughs> if you don't know, in the NRL at the moment, it is Try July, which is raising money for Mose Masso uh, with Men of League. And it is incredible. What um, is happening is when one of the players scores a try, if they do a really fun, kind of unique try celebration. Uh, $5,000 will be donated to this appeal, um, which is helping uh, Mose, who has had a really bad injury in, in football and, and is like just learned to walk again. It's really this incredible story. Um, so we saw some incredible performances post-try on the weekend. <laughs> My personal favourite was from uh, the Cronulla Sharks, Braden Hamlin Ueli. He did a um, rock-style WWE smackdown. Uh, you know we love WWE. We love podcast. WWE. And the, actually the Sharks across the board did a really good job. Yeah, they must have. That's what I'm like. Are all teams kind of, you know, dedicating to the end of the sessions being like, all right, boys, what are we going to do if yeah. we score? And then like <laughs> just planning it and practicing it because you have to practice that. And shout yeah. out and a bit of insight into the Sharks. WWE. Club, <laughs> WWE. Uh, shout out to my lovely friend, Jack Williams. Um, little Jack, not Big Jack. There's two of them. Um, but if you go scroll down on Andrew Fafita's Instagram, you'll see a video and they've done WWE before in their, their gym and it is hilarious. But yeah, you they must do it all the time. Yeah. It must be like an inside joke for them. Hilarious. I um, also liked, I think Connor Tracy, he did like a swish thing. Yeah, that was fun. He was... Um, the hoop, and, yeah, that was cool. fun. Yeah, and then in the South game, one of them did like a Conor McGregor walk, and the rowing the boat. Yeah, this yeah. Is like a row. That's pretty. Cool. Um, Campbell Graham's was hilarious last week. What was it? The in between his dance. Oh my god! He was going like this. <laughs> oh, just, just so great. All we around. need this good, stuff. I would like from that the boys. to continue. I would like it to continue beyond. Should July. just be a thing. Just all the time. Well, um, they do it in the um, NFL. They get fined in the NFL. Do they? Yes. But they, sometimes they do really good ones. Though. Yeah. Some I remember there being an NFL player they, got fined. Yeah. Yes. I would, if I was earning that much money, please. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds, where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week. And if we're honest, if we were going to dive into every single thing that happened this week, this would be like a four-hour-long podcast. It has been a huge week in sports, both here in Australia and across 
the globe, which has been amazing to watch unfold. And to emphasise just how big this week has been, we've actually made a list. Well, Georgia made a pretty awesome list over the weekend and I'm going to throw to her so she can show us how much has happened just from the last week when we last spoke to you. Like Marley said, it has been a huge week and this is a long list, so bear with me and hopefully I won't stumble over too much. This is all since we've recorded last Tuesday night, so starting Wednesday when Tim Zhu keeps his clean record of 19-0 in his win over Stevie Spark. On Thursday, Paddy Mills and Kate Campbell are announced as Australia's first male-female pairing of flag bearers for the Tokyo Games. On Saturday, Jamie Carr takes her 100th win, the first jockey ever to do so in a single metropolitan season. Dylan Alcott wins the quad wheelchair singles titles for his 14th Grand Slam win in Wimbledon. Ash Barty wins her first ever Wimbledon. On Sunday, Bam Bam Tuavasa wins his UFC undercard fight to go 13-3 and and downs a shoey to top it off. Conor McGregor snaps his tibia in round one of his rematch with Dustin Poroner before vowing to be back training six weeks after reconstructive surgery. Jamara debuts for the Western Bulldogs 214 days after his selection at number one draft pick. Naomi Osaka wins first best female athlete at the ESPYs after announcement of her docuseries during the week and pens an essay, It's Okay Not To Be Okay, for Time magazine. Paddy Mills was on a roll this week as he shoots a buzzer beater to lead the Boomers to victory over Argentina in their first pre-Olympics exhibition match. NRL announced they're relocating all 12 currently based New South Wales ACT teams to South East Queensland for at least four weeks. Sean Johnson hears the news live on TV and calls grow on social media for an NZ relocation. On Monday, it's going Rome. Italy wins the Euro Championship, 53 years since the country's last win, overcoming England in a penalty shootout. Messi wins his first ever championship as an adult with Argentina at Copa America. The Bucks crash the dreams of Suns in four with a convincing win over Phoenix in Game 3 of the NBA Championship. And 22-year-old Aussie Min Woo Lee wins the Scottish Open in golf. And today, the Boomers take down Team USA to go two from two in pre-Olympic hitouts with Woo. the former champs remain two uh, – sorry, 0-2. Oh and, <laughs> <laughs> and Lewis Hamilton, the most successful and the only black driver in the F1, and his team release the Hamilton Commission, an investigation into equality and opportunity in F1 sparked by the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter last year. Wow. And breathe. Yeah, you take holy. a breath there, G. Holy, holy. Also, did I forget to say Saturday there? But anyway – that's all everything that's happened since last uh, Tuesday. Well, not everything, but, you know. So much in there. Crazy. And, you know, I have shout out to my good mate Cameron Moss, um, Cameron Stephen Moss, I should say. <laughs> he sent me a message being like, this was just after um, Ash and like Patty just killing it in general. And he goes, oh, I can't wait to hear the podcast this week. And then so much happened on Sunday, yesterday and today. It's even just like you listing it in the, you know, under the days, G, like, Going and going, holy cow, this week was kicked off with Tim Zhu winning again. Yeah. And I'd almost forgotten about that by the time we got to yesterday because of everything else that had happened. And I think that probably, you know, we can't deny the fact that we are certainly focusing on this a lot more. One, because we have this podcast, but two, because we we're have in the lockdown. Time. Yeah. And we have the time. And I'm just watching so much sport. And it is like. A cathartic for me so it's I'm, liberating and watching things you know whether it's 
um, Ash winning, which, you know, we're going to get into a little bit later or even the reactions of all the soccer fans after the Euros and everything, I feel so much emotion and find myself crying at so many things and whatever. And I think it's so heightened by the situation that we're in. But it also... The tears this week. Yeah. yeah. I mean... But it's also a testament just one to the thing after the other. Sport, I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's needless to yeah. say, the group chat was popping off. This <laughs> <week>. <laughs> uh. Well, yeah. Like I said, we could go into every single one of those things. Um, you know, with a fine tooth comb and and spend hours here. But I think, in particular, the biggest one and probably the freshest news comes off the back of the Euros. And I know that. Um, G, you, you specifically wanted to talk about some of the stuff, the not-so-nice stuff that happened uh, after Italy won in that very tense penalty shoot-off. Yeah, for sure. I think that was sort of the theme that we especially kept coming back to this week, like the national pride that was happening both here with, you know, Ash and Tim Zoo and all the fun things happening in Australia and internationally with the Euros going off. And I've, I've said to so many people this week, like, oh, seeing all this happening just is making me so excited for Tokyo. And I know there's so much controversy surrounding that, but you're just like, wow, sport really does bring people together. And that was for sure the sentiment for the whole month leading up to yesterday, I feel, in Britain especially, like, you know, they really truly believed it was coming home and I just like every single person I follow from the UK has been like out on the streets partying and watching so passionately for so long. Um, and unfortunately, I just feel like it all really came crashing down after full time yesterday. And I'm sure, you know, when the dust settles, we will have great memories of the Euros this year, but I feel like it's really been tarnished. If you don't really know what I'm talking about, um, the eruption of violence and racism all but eradicated any joy of England getting to the finals yesterday when after the full-time siren fights broke out and probably more importantly and more prominently mass racial abuse across the country. So England lost via a penalty shootout in which three young players who just happened to be black participated and it was so extreme to the point that the N-word was treading, trending on Twitter in the UK in the hours following the match. And this is, I'm looking at Marley's face now, like it is just gut-wrenching stuff. And I have seen stuff on social media that honestly I wish I never had seen. And, you know, for a country, I know that we have our own struggles in Australia, but I feel like the camera wasn't really on them when this was all happening last year. And Maybe I'm naive, but it certainly wasn't something I was paying attention to, race in the UK. But it's been massive and the social commentary that has erupted following it, both positive and negative, has just really made me forget that the soccer happened at all. I, I'm a bit speechless because I didn't know that about Twitter. G said it to me yesterday and I did have the exact same reaction as you. I was completely shook. I was like, are you actually serious? Like, that is ridiculous. If you're not on Twitter... The algorithm is essentially like, of course, hashtags and people, but just words yeah. being mentioned most. So Twitter will pick up what is being spoken about the most, Far essentially. Out. And it was in the top five. That's ridiculous. Wow. Like, I think I wasn't as surprised to learn of England fans 
physically assaulting Italian fans when they were leaving games or leaving pubs and things in the UK. When we went to an EPL game, we had um, to leave over there second. Yeah, so they the, the away way team. That they, if you're not familiar, the it is a very passionate sport in the UK and it can get really violent and like people get stabbed on the train on the way home and things from games like it's really crazy yeah. I think it's gotten a bit better unless you're at like well, they, they had to ban fans from it yeah. some years ago and weren't England fans specifically banned from well, Euros you have to, in the years gone by in those yeah. the local like in the um, EPL yeah. yeah the EPL you have to kind of cover your jersey unless you're the home team uh, make sure it's covered up and you hide that and then they the they police the police also fans, separate so yeah. the away team um, the away supporters leave first they're in a separate sec- section all the time like you can't be mixed with them and then the home team will leave after and it's separate train lines, separate buses, everything. The yeah, t- the which is to- crazy in itself. Yeah. And so that part of it I was like kind of expecting. But mm. I think that, yeah, when you're not in the country that it's happening in, it, it kind of just, I don't know, it felt like it came out of nowhere that that was the thing, that was the takeaway. Um, but then understanding a bit more of like the context of the team and I think yeah these really young men one of them is like 19 yeah horrific yeah it's a baby 19 to 23 they were which (sighs) Which is is like so like I'm 23 that's insane yeah and I think it what it did for me hearing all this stuff and kind of seeing it unfold it reminded me a bit in a different way of the out poor in the media and the criticism of Goodsy here. And we've spoken a lot about Adam Goods um, as a kind of prime case study of, of race and sport in Australia. Um, but I remembered specifically uh, Walid Ali speaking about um, the way that the media reacted to um, Adam Goods standing up for himself as an Aboriginal man in this country as that no matter what, when you live in a in a Western society that still remains to have a lot of problems with race, um, people kind of accept you when you meet their expectation. So if you sit, uh, and in particular for people of colour around the world, you're expected to be good at sport. And if you sit in that good at sport kind of box, we love you and we celebrate you and, and there's, you know, we're colourblind or whatever. Well, and that then, was that post, I was going right? to touch the, on that, yeah. Yeah, the... An Instagram page called the Official Football Community posted, when you win, they become colourblind, but when you lose, that's all they talk about. Yeah, exactly. Like, that sucks. And then uh, Marcus Rashford, who's the 23-year-old, um, he posted uh, a beautiful photo with photos with cap, um, this amazing caption today. Um, gee, I know you copied the last line, but I think if you haven't, you need to go to his Instagram and you need to read it all because what he says is like gut-wrenching like you know we I haven't bloody played national um soccer but back in the heyday I mean penalty shootouts is a scary thing and at that level it would have been even worse but he even says um I could I can shoot penalties in my sleep like that's not an issue I didn't make this one and I don't know why and I'll stay up all night for the rest of my life wondering why I didn't make this one when you know at training it's not a big issue but he misses and it's he's and he says I accept it it's not good enough but it has no you know by no means means that you bring color into it it's relevant but Re- also find me one single person who has held abuse at him that could have made that yeah. shot that's oh, so frustrating like Facts. he he knows it's not good enough and we touched on this with Jordan Ricky I think was the yeah. person to say it he's like 
you don't need to tell me. I know I stuffed up and athletes especially, I think, just the worst personality they're the types, they're always going to be their own harshest critics. 100%. Yeah, like, just well and and so yeah that was like the really disappointing stuff that kind of came um off the back of it but I think it would like be cool to kind of emphasize so some of the positive um things particularly when it comes to uh race that happened this week from um you know what you mentioned that happened was announced to today G um Lewis Hamilton's new project is pretty enormous and I think again it's just because I'm like suddenly the biggest F1 fan ever (laughs) but yeah before I kind of was reading about that yeah I didn't realize how groundbreaking Lewis Hamilton's existence in the F1 is it's madness well I mean I'm sure you would have seen his Instagram post today but is that like 40,000 jobs in the F1 and one percent of the people are of a black background insane like and and well, yeah, he's the only black driver, and I think that's that, so and, cool. <laughs> well, like mad for him, but I think he just felt the weight of the world yeah, on his shoulders last year during that uh, time where Black Lives Matter was really all we were talking about and all we were seeing, and all that sports were expected to be mm. presenting either. And I think and. You know, he's been quite vocal about how passionate he is about social issues and a whole variety of social issues at that. But I think he is someone who really, you know, took that in his stride and it was something that he was educated on and something that he was willing to work towards. But lucky, because imagine if you weren't that way inclined, like a particularly political human or had the sort of platform that he does in the F1. Like imagine if you were the only black driver and you weren't the most successful black well, you weren't the most successful driver, period. Yeah. Like I think that made it way easier for him. But, yeah, I'm really excited to read the full findings. I think it'll be huge from them. And F1, I feel, and look, I know everyone's making way more of a conscious effort since last year, but a sport, a global sport at that who has not sort of dropped off on their vocalising of their efforts, their tagline this year is still we race at one. It's still printed across all their cars. They still kneel before every race. Like they're still doing all of those things week in, week out, which I think is is what you need. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, in hearing you talk about Lewis Hamilton and, and him being someone who's kind of taking this as using his voice in, in this way and choosing to do so it also is touches on the fact that there's people who come from different kind of cultural backgrounds who often just want to be perceived as good at their sport because they're good at their sport and, and that kind of be taken out of it so it definitely is beneficial to to those people who just want to be able to focus on it and and not be be looked at as you know a, a black whatever or you know that kind of stuff um but Again, to, to stay on this kind of positive um, progressions in, in sport having to do with culture, um, I know for, for me and Keely in particular, it was a really um, special NAIDOC week. It turned out to be on a, a global scale, which doesn't often happen because NAIDOC obviously is only something that's celebrated in Australia because it's about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Um, and you feel like, um, you know, for NADOC, it always feels really special and you can't describe it as an Aboriginal person, but you, you're like, oh, there's something in the air this week. Like, Absolutely. everyone's feeling it and everyone's doing well. It's it really good. Because, like, on the one hand, like, it, it was sad because so much of the stuff was cancelled because of lockdowns and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, there's obviously still a lot of issues that impact our community. But on the other side, we are, you know, 
3% of the Australian population, which whatever that works out to be out of 27 million, it's not a big group of human beings on earth, right? But we have the number one women's tennis player in the world, right, who just won Wimbledon and watching her do so. Hands up if you cried. Yeah, we all cried. Um, (laughs) Watching her do so. Not only with the grace and humility. <laughs> G-Mar's got two hands up. Yeah, but with the grace and humility that she has as a human being. But doing She's it on the legend. 50th anniversary of Yvonne Gulagong Cawley's first ever win at Wimbledon, who was another incredible Aboriginal tennis player, and doing so in a dress inspired by her her dress, the one that she wore in her win. And to Goosebumps. Watch, like, and to watch... The entire country erupt with pride for her was so overwhelming. Like I can't tell you I, – I think we all felt it. We all felt it and she's such a champion in every sense of And I've word. never heard in any everyday conversation anyone say one bad thing about her. How can you? I Yeah, I know. It's the best. I've never heard any kind of criticism. Everyone's just like, oh, Ash is such a legend. Oh, oh, she's so good. Oh, my God, you see a win. Yeah, I cried too. Yeah, I stayed up to 1 a.m. Like, it was so nice. I truly feel like that is going to become one of the where were you when Yeah, it's like Kathy. 100%. Holy heck. And do you know what else I found is that there's certain things that happen in whatever the art, the political, the sporting world that sort of transcend the borders of what social what is happening on social media and it was one of the things that people I follow who I have never even seen blink sideways at sport were sharing <laughs> on their Instagram. Like she was just everywhere that photo of her as a little kid, you know, yeah. like oh my God, I have friends how cute. like I obviously have a lot of friends very involved in sport, but everyone was yeah. talking about it. And God, it just warmed the little soul. Oh my god! It was it, so she, nice. you just oh god! And I what did she so when, when she um, spoke? She just said, "I hope I made Australia proud." And, oh, no, she said, "I hope no, I made Evon proud." proud. Oh, and oh man, that got me. I was texting Marley. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also scared the crap out of Keely when she won. Because I started screaming. I fallen asleep. I fell asleep in the last game, and yeah. I was like out for the count and I tried so hard to stay awake and Marley screamed and I remember I sat up and I was like what 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 she's like she won I literally went woo and then laid back down (laughs) (laughs) but on top of that right what actually happened before this win for Ash um, was another historic moment as we mentioned in that very long list that we had at the beginning of this segment Patty Mills, another oh my gosh, absolute King. national treasure, an incredible human being in every sense of the word, has been named as um, the first ever Indigenous flag bearer for our Olympic team going to Tokyo, and it, it is absolutely unbelievable because he is the most incredible role model. Well, it's it's, it's actually crazy. Like I've even lost the words, but just like G said. I had so many people share it everywhere. It's like, Patty's a king, Patty's a king. And, you know, like so many nice comments. Then I had heaps of uh, of my friends who um, follow the podcast send it to me and be like, make sure this is on chicks. Like, did you see, did you see within like 
you know, five seconds of it being announced yeah. where you had already sent it to us or yeah. someone, you know, G or Marley, one, someone sent it to me. Um, and I was like, yeah, I know, I know. We'll talk about it. It's amazing. But everyone was just stoked and like couldn't think of anyone more deserving. Absolutely. I We picked it. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. We, <laughs> fully, was... we fully bet on it. Well, not bet on it, but we were just like, oh, if we were picking, it would, surely it's Patty Mills. I'm pretty sure were the words. Yeah. Surely. <laughs> and like this is a man who dedicates every second of his life to being a great role model and spokesperson for his people. I remember a few years ago he was the first to do um, an Indigenous people's game in, uh, for the Spurs um, in San Antonio and did a, an acknowledgement of country for the Native American people who were Indigenous to the area of San Antonio. And we were like, this is amazing. And there were so many um, First Nations people in America who were completely blown away that this, you know, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Aussie guy was doing this and, and he's just so passionate and the way he gives back and, you know, I think I've mentioned it before, but I had the great honour of doing um, some work with him and his foundation last year and the way that he talks about his he what he feels his purpose is as an athlete and beyond is so inspiring. So um, I just, yeah, there's no one better to, to have oh, at, at representing king. us. You know. Didn't he say that he the only reason he was still playing in the NBA was because he could wake, make way more money to bring it all back here? Yeah. yeah. And like he was like, I'm so done much. with basketball. Like, yeah. well, not done, but yeah. he's like, I don't need to be playing in the NBA yeah. anymore, but like how much more can I do when yeah. I am? And yeah. I'm like, oh, yes. I just, king. Yeah. King. So, king. And oh my king god, his Tinks. wife Alyssa, she's, she's equally a queen. And the, hey, there's a couple gonna, goals through and through. Yeah, I'm just going to throw you under the bus here. Um, so when are you getting him on the podcast, mate? I don't know. I I, I don't know. And that's pending. Everyone, <laughs> don't hold your breath. But Marley, he's a busy man. He's trying hey, to win gold hey, at the Olympics. I, after he wins gold, I want you know. All right. You know him. Just because the King thing reminded me, throwing back to Ash for two seconds, did anyone see the meme? And it was like, oh, how cute. Will and Kate got to meet the Queen. Oh, yes. (gasps) That's the best. But speaking of Ash as well, Paddy cried in his press conference talking Uh, about Ash. Talking about it. Oh, like, of course he did. Uh, Like, just just unreal. So many happies and so many smileys. And then just to top it off a little bit more, in a more, like, rogue and beautiful and what we love and honestly first of all from the area yeah from the area if you don't know what a shoey is grow up (laughs) bam bam two of us are let's go put a mirror at the end of your bed and wake wake up up to yourself. yourself bam bam two of us are you coward in the ufc get that out (laughs) go on walked out to the spice girls i know first of all outstanding icon icon wins in the first minute wait wait has FTA tattooed on his lip. As in f- from the area. Which is Mount West, County. baby. <laughs> Wins around the first minute mark, does a shake a leg, pulls out the Aboriginal flag, and then does, does a show. <laughs> like, you could not be more Australian if you tried. Oh my God, what a king. And do you think people watching it, like, you know, across. Everyone loves him. Yeah, I know, but like, do you think people like. Oh, Aussies. And he did a shoey with the beer from the Nelk nah, Boys. People love Aussies. Yeah, true. And they think, and they think we're love, wild. People love shoeys. Yeah. yeah. So they're all like, you guys are so crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was so accurate. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, oh. Um, oh, far out. Like, that, to me, I think 
I when when Ash happened, right? Dad said to me, "It's like watching Kathy Freeman win in 2000." That's what it felt like, and I was like, "Yeah," but we had like that happen. We have this Patty thing happening, and then Bam Bam, which is like so different, but also equally incredible at the top of his game, winning this sort of stuff in the one week. And like I said, we are a small group of people, but we are punching well above our weight and to go completely away from the sporting element. But the icing on top for me was the Kid Leroy dropping his song. Oh my God. Let's go. Let's go. Can we go back to mad Indigenous sporting feats just really quickly though, because I feel like Jamara. Yes, he deserves a shout out. Jamara, I don't want to butcher his last name, but. Ugalhagen? It's Ugal, I think. Yeah. Ugalhagen? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Jamara. He debuted. He was the first ever Indigenous round one, not round one, number one draft pick at the beginning, well, at the end of last year for this season. And if you didn't see it on our Instagram, his call to his mum to tell her was amazing. The uh, player welfare person at the Bulldogs jersey presentation to him was amazing. Everything about his debut was amazing, including the fact that he got to do it against Buddy Franklin, another king and a huge uh, idol of his, Buddy Franklin. Uh, like, it's what dreams are made of, man. And the photo, the photos, like we posted oh, on our Instagram, power. the photo was amazing. Oh my God, I just wanted to hug them too. Oh, it's just, I, I, I've, like I said, like, there's a lot of stuff that happens in our community that can weigh you down. And, um, you know, a lot of stuff that happened last year that feels really heavy and, and whatever. So being able to focus on, on this kind of stuff and how, you know, we are at the top of our game on a global scale and being recognised globally and being like the top of the billboard charts as well with the beebs. Oh, my Mate. gosh. And the Kid Leroy, the Kid from our mob. He's, he's Camilla Okay, Roy. we are fully going to claim that. Okay, and also I knew him before he was Camilla. As Marley, you should. Marley met him and... <laughs> Um, okay, quick story time because this is my only claim to big um, fame. No, Patty Mills knowing, is a big. No, 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 no. This is no, no, no. I'm not saying that. It's my only claim to knowing him before he was cool. Right. Me. Okay, he was cool then. Okay, let's go back to 2017. Marley Silver emceeing um, NAIDOC oh, Day at, me. at Glebe, Glebe Public School. Me on the mic. Yo, yo, yo. On the run sheet, there's this like artist and he's called the Kid Leroy. And I'm thinking he's going to be like a little kid with a guitar. That's what I was expecting. He comes up to me. He's got TNs and a bum bag on. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I judged on appearances and I'll, I'll say that. And I was like, what is this little Eshe lad going to do? Uh, whatever. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I'm the Kid Leroy. And I went, yeah, sick man. Like, what kind of music do you sing? And he goes, oh, I'm a rapper. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. And then he gets on the mic and my jaw hit the ground. The entirety of Glebe Public School, like it was a fair, everyone came, it was like they came running from wherever they were. The whole school was there. Everyone was dancing. I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And I was like, I can't believe I'm actually witnessing this. This is like the most incredible thing I've ever seen. He, he was an original. He like freestyled. His beat was unbelievable. I was like, I cannot believe this. He comes off stage. I'm like, brother. What did you say then was again? (laughs) The Kid Leroy. I said, where are you from? Like, who's your mob? And he said, oh, Camilla Roy. Like, I said, I'm Camilla Roy too. And he goes, that's my name. The Kid Leroy, Camilla Roy. I said, oh, man, you are amazing. Like, what are you doing? Are you on Instagram? How do I find your music? And he goes, oh, I'm just on SoundCloud at the moment, but I'm about to move to America. He goes, what? And I was like, what? And he goes, I just started with a record label. I was like, you're kidding. I, t- I literally, yeah, I, you so can find the text message I sent to Keely. So sent us a message almost straight away being like, this kid is going to be massive. He was a freak, like next big thing, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, oh, that's mad. Like, like next minute, a he's, few, a he's few with Drake. Years, yeah, a few <laughs> years go by. Next thing on Instagram, him and Drake. I was like, told you. <laughs> 
That's all I'm say. But how good was Batuta's post too? And it was like, like pretty good Nadoc, eh? Yeah. And it was like Ash, Patty, and Kid Leroy with Justin Bieber. And yeah. I was like, oh. But now stunning. we can pretty much tell everyone we're cousins. So, yeah, we're related. Just so you know. <laughs> I, I was tempted to say um, they're all my cousins. So, no, nah, but seriously, that was amazing. Yeah, good song too. We listened to it. Yeah, we, yeah. Today. We're pumping up, pumping up to it. Anyway, oh, I feel good. This has actually made me feel really good being, you know, in lockdown, being down in the dumps, and this this chat has made me really happy. Sport is amazing, and the Olympics aren't far away. And, and like, on Olympic. that note, if you are in Sydney slash New South Wales and you're not feeling good, um, you know, just chat to a mate. Um, don't be afraid to reach out. I mean, you can always reach out to us if you feel comfortable. Uh, we'll be there to listen. I just think it's important to just touch on that because I know – you know, G went through it not long ago, just being, you know, in lockdown by herself. And it sucks. It honestly sucks. And I think you have to remind yourself, you're allowed to feel pretty shitty, mind my language, but um, let yourself, you know, hate it when it needs to be hated, but go outside, go for a walk and mate, get excited for the Olympics, watch some sport, talk to the chicks. Now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we recommend what sport, event, or even a Netflix show you should be watching for the week ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick us off. Yeah, you are. It was, it, it, I've been very emotional in this episode, and this uh, one to watch <laughs> is equally emotional. Are you okay? Um, I'm okay. I am okay. I'm, I told you I'm feeling good after That's this record. Good. I always feel good after the podcast. Um, but this video was emotional but very feel good. If you haven't heard the story of George Bauer, he debuted for the All Blacks last week and a lot of the story that was going around um, just before his debut was the fact that three years ago he was an extra in an All Blacks ad and um, now he was like they were doing a lot of comparison photos of him in the All Blacks jersey for the ad, the TV ad that he did um, versus the one that he was actually debuting in. Um, And just the fact that he, you know, talks about um, growing up, he wasn't like the superstar and he had to work really hard to to get there and he couldn't believe he was living his dream. So there is a video of him talking about that exactly um, on the Crusaders Rugby uh, Instagram. It's at Crusaders Rugby Team. We'll also put it in the show notes. And he just talks about the fact that um, there's another picture of him a few years back where he was a teacher's aide and the Super Rugby came to his school and he got fined $150 for holding the Super Rugby trophy. And then he's now held it as part of the Crusaders. So it's... it's well- he really goes, cool. you only get to do this once when he was holding it yeah. as a teacher's aide. And then he was like, and then I got to hold it when I won it. <laughs> and it gets quite emotional because the All Blacks play Fiji this week and he's Fiji and Kiwi and whatever. Um, and he's like, yeah, talking about how it's going to be yeah, really emotional and all this kind of stuff and just how much it means to him. Um, oh, it just made me really proud of this random man that I ha- don't know from Vara Soap, but I feel really proud of him for working so, so hard. And there was the best TikTok of it to a yes. really emo One Direction song and it was just the perfect collision of two worlds for me personally. <laughs> did you did that what you shared on our Twitter? I did share yeah. it on the Twitter. I said uh NZ Rugby had no right to use One Direction against me like this. <laughs> <laughs> At Chicks and Balls no pod for our Twitter if you're ever wondering. Uh Jima, what's your one to watch? My one to watch is Oh, I always have two and I hate it, but I'm going to do it. Now that it's actually out, Space Jam 2. Oh, stop rubbing oh. it in. 
Yeah, okay. Go, go, go see it. Go enjoy it. Oh, way. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I completely forgot about that for a minute. <laughs> You're wondering why we're so sad. <laughs> I was like, that was not the reception I was yes, hoping for. We, we want to see it. Go and see it and tell us how great go it is. Go and see it. If you're not in Sydney, excited. go and see Space Jam 2. Also, just maybe go and look at Zendaya's movie premiere fit because holy hecka, that is one pretty woman. She's oh, the best. She's a queen. And Keely, wrap us up with your one. My one to watch is from friend of the show, Miff Rennie, uh, who we interviewed two weeks ago now. Um, Feels like yesterday. (laughs) Uh, It is her um, little short film with Zalia Short. Zalia Short is 13 or 14, I'm pretty sure. Very young surfer, yeah. Um, And they swap sports so Zalia um, goes to skiing and Miff goes to surfing Um, it sounds really fun she kind of gave us a bit of a rundown when we spoke to her Uh, so the release date is the 18th which is next week Um, the first venue is Wombara Bowling Club for anyone who's like south coast in the New South Wales Um, and then I know she's spoken about different venues she spoke about you know Jindabyne being one um, in the snow and I'm sure they'll expand as things grow, especially for all you Groms out there. So anyone who's not in New South Wales, I'm sure it'll be um, around. But if not, just keep an eye out. Um, go have a look. Uh, it sounds really cool. And we want to back our friend of the show. So, Awesome. I'm really excited Miff. to watch that too. Same. So keen. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Um, thanks for hanging out with us. We absolutely love bringing this for you guys. You really are our shining light in this lockdown um, at the moment. Yes. So if you are digging it, make sure if you're listening on Spotify, you hit that follow button. If it is Apple Podcasts where you're listening, make sure you hit subscribe. And if you really like it, you give us a five-star rating. That really helps us out. Um, also, you can follow us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod, on TikTok at Chicks and Balls Pod, and on Twitter at Chicks and Balls Minus the pod. There you go. Um, we didn't rehearse that. No, either. we didn't actually. That was We're stunning. You're welcome. Thank um, you. And other than that, I guess we'll just catch you next time. Treat yourself to, to some dessert this week. Oh, guys. and make sure you watch the Pyramid on Friday. Oh, yeah. Oh, and donate blood. <laughs> I, meant <to> say, <laughs> I meant to say that at the start of the episode. We'll just tell me what as, to do. <laughs> as my recommendation. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's good for the community. No, but if you can, no, because I went this morning. I don't have plasma every two weeks and I went this morning and the place was so empty and I get that people are scared about COVID. But if you can and you're feeling healthy and well and you're eligible, go and do it because they need it. Oh, that's Sorry, nice. that was so rogue, but don't have plasma. No, no that's, cool. that's, that's great. Good public service announcement. And with that, that's a wrap. Bye. See you, friends. That's a salad Bye. wrap. Bye.